So what does the pro songwriter know that maybe you don't? See, in this episode, we're going to pull back the curtain so you can know what the pros know because ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is failure, y'all. Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music industry. Leverage is what you're going to need in today's music industry. It's not about your talent. Nobody's going to come and develop it. You're going to have to show proof that what you do has value. You're going to have to have a track record. Then the doors will open for you. So the good news is you don't need to ask anybody's permission to get it. The bad news is you're going to have to do it yourself. I just think that's better anyway. That's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. See what we did there? Are you picking up what we're putting down? You see what we see what we dropped, see what we slid in across the floor. See that? <laughs> That's a Baxter name from my good friend and hit songwriter Brent Baxter, who's got cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones last year in Southern Gospel, my man. Congratulations again on that. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he's going to get you opportunities to get in front of the pros, to get in front of the people that you're going to want to create relationships with to to get your cuts happening. You can find Brent very easily at songwriterpro.com, song, ugh, songwritingpro.com. It's easy for me to say. Uh, once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Listen, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's up? Um, older, super sober, because I got like a nasty little chest thing going on and drank in two days. Not happy about that, but <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll survive. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling. So I'm glad I on this one I got a... I can ride shotgun. I can ride shoddy here and <laughs> just got to come in and try not to cough. <laughs> right. I got your lungs. stuff seems to be going around. So what right. are we learning today? All right. Today we're talking about what the pro knows and why that should matter to you. Because uh, simply put, if you want to be a pro, you need to think like a pro. You need to know what they know so you can do what they do to help you be uh, successful. So we're just going to dive into some of that stuff that, hey, you need to be not only – aware of this stuff but acting upon it if you want to if you want to turn pro yeah be a student of the game exactly it's and always play different the than what you game. think it is don't yeah. just and be then a play student. the game you yeah. got to play the freaking game you got to know how to play it and then you got to actually get on the field play it you got to grab the dice you got to get on the field you got to yeah hey by the way johnny that uh video content challenge that you dropped the other day that i couldn't make yeah. it to so i got to listen like everyone else it was fun. Yeah. I was playing along at home. I was like about to text you ideas like, oh, I got an idea too. But then I realized I, I should, if I wanted <laughs> Sorry to, to record it in there. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and Amy Beth was awesome with the song Borrowed. So I really like what you came up with there. So yeah, you need to do that some more. That was, yeah, thank you. That was uh, super cool. She was a trooper. I mean, I just literally last minute, you want to do this podcast with me right now? She's like, uh, 
all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so shout out to Amy Beth for doing that. But guys, what we did, if you haven't heard this, this little mini sode yet last Friday was Amy has a song, it's all recorded. And now she's starting to put together, you know, the video concepts that she wants to put out and how like promotional ideas specifically geared around video content. So we're not just talking about how to make the music video conceptually, but what other video content can go and support that. And so I thought in a song title challenge kind of way, a lot of you by now know song title challenge and, and how that helps. And I thought, man, because we had a great consultation with a climber, longtime climber. And these are the questions he was asking me. And we just started riffing together. And I was like, man, that would make a great episode Mm -hmm. or a great series of episodes like song title challenge where it's like here's the name of the song here's my brand here's the track what can we do how can we get to seven that's the thing like how can we get people to hear that hook seven times with different video content and so yeah we talked about different ways that you could kind of shoot the video but also what would be behind the lyric video in this case like her song was called borrowed Mm -hmm. it's a christian song Basically, your life, your family's lives, you're, they're all borrowed from, from God. And it's, a very, it's not a preachy song. It's, so it's not like a, like a praise and worship thing or anything. It's mm-hmm. very much of a, I want to give it back. And, and she's just talking about borrowed. And we just ha- came up with a bunch of really cool conceptual ideas that would get people like saying borrowed mm-hmm. inside their own heads, like little psychological tricks in, within video content. So I recommend you go listen to that, number one. But number two... Send in your ideas. If you got a track that's done, and even if you've already done the music video for it, you're going to need some supporting video promotional content to go around that. And some of these ideas we were talking about were these might be like seven to 15 second video pieces mm-hmm. that just had this cool little hook in them that would work as promotional material to get people interested in that concept and in that song. So send your ideas in guys to info at daredevilproduction.com and just put VCC or video content challenge into the subject line, because now every other Friday, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Brent and I are going to get on as much as Brent and I can, but, uh, and we're going to try to get the artist on if it logistically can work out and then just do this sort of brainstorm on all the different kinds of, ways that we can spin video content that would be interesting that is specifically geared to pop on the digital platform. I, I'm super excited about this. I, I think I'm glad you said something about that first show, Brent, because I was a little nervous about it. We haven't done that before. And I got to do what you do now, like or I'm put on the spot and I just <laughs> got to like create it. like, under the gun. Right. but, it, but I really think it turned out really well. I know Amy Beth was super excited and, she was just like an overload with like my brain is spinning. Rawr, like, what do I do? Yeah. But anyway, guys, send your ideas in and we'll get them on the air. We're going to need more. And if you dug that, if that makes sense to you, help us help you. What do you got to lose? Right. So that's right. Send it in. Let's take care of a little business here. As always, we are super proud to be one of the flagship shows on American Songwriters Podcast Network. That's on americansongwriter.com. Y'all, that's American Songwriter Magazine. It's a 36 year old mm-hmm. brand name. That is just cool. If you found us on American Songwriter Magazine, welcome to The Climb. Mm -hmm. If you've been a climber for the last five plus years, uh, check out the other shows. There's a lot of really good stuff on this this podcast network. There's, I think, 15 shows, right, or more? Yeah, Um, something like that. It's 
good number of shows. It's all about songwriting. It's all about production. It's all about the music business. And you're going to, you're going to have nothing but value bombs there and a, and a one-stop shop to go there. So shout out to them. Join the climb community. If you haven't done so already, that's on Facebook. That's, that's just facebook.com forward slash climb community. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it doesn't say the climb community. The climb community. I'm sorry. The climb community. I should know that. Hmm. This is a ever growing, thriving Neat little Facebook group of people that, that are active. They're getting songwriter co-writes getting hooked up there, even long distance co-writes that are lucrative, that are getting that are getting placed, that are getting cuts. All kinds of cool stuff is happening. People talking about different promotion ideas and techniques and sharing. And you can ask questions, you can get answers, you can learn. Whenever I find something that turns me on in one of the industry trades. I'm going to post that in there so that mm-hmm. that can be a, a one-stop shop for you just to keep abreast of the ever-changing music industry here. And we want to shout you out too. We got a place for some wins, right? We, we're going to yeah. let you post what you want to post, but post it in the right place. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get in trouble. Okay. And you got to ask to be led into the climb community. We just mm-hmm. do that to put a little weight on it, but we let everybody in. Okay. That's right. And we like to give them a shout out when they come in. So what do we got for this week? Yeah, so a couple climbers with some wins this week. Uh, Bill O'Hanlon says, I got one of my songs forwarded to an artist yesterday. Fingers crossed. So fingers crossed I think it's, for I you, think Bill. it's because of the hair. He's grown his hair out. He's grown his hair that? out. So it's the, uh, you can't resist that. You just you can't. Can't. It's just, dude, th- this guy's swagulated now. <laughs> swagulated. That's great. Yeah. And uh, let's see, (laughs) yeah, Sunday Joe Graham, whose hair is not as long as Bill's now, but uh, anyway, Sunday Sunday Joe Joe says, uh, one of my songs is being pitched to Chrissy Metz from This Is Us, so that TV show that a lot of people watch that has all, I think, I just, I've never seen it, but from the, you you might see a commercial for it, it has all the feels, Mm. all the feels. Chrissy is doing a, a, has a record deal, is doing a deal, and so... Uh, one Sunday oh, cool. songs is getting pitched to her. So that's cool. Congrats, so, Sunday Joe. Fingers crossed to uh, both Bill and to Sunday and keep on climbing. Yeah. There we go. All right. So make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast. Leave a rating and review. And the, you know what? The best thing you can do is uh, we don't take the time that you spend with us every week here lightly. We don't take it for granted. We We work our butts off to try to make that worth your while. And the only reason you're there is because it is worth your while. So mm-hmm. tell a friend about it. it. You're not doing it as an outreach program to us. If you're finding something in it, that's helping you another songwriter, another artist, another musician, tell them about it, turn them on to the podcast, let them know. Because I mean, once again, we had, well, I just saw another post from some new climbers like, okay, I'm binging now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. That was great. And that happens all the time. You know why? Cause there's stuff in there that's, that can help. We're trying to help. Help us help you help them. Mm-hmm. There you go. All That's right. So, show. All right. Let's get into this. So the pro knows. Okay. What do I mean by the pro? Let's just go ahead and just set that first. So we're going to dive into what the pro knows and why it matters to you, Climber. So the pro is a songwriter who gets cuts, is respected in the industry, and maintains long-term success in the business. Okay. So the the pro, as, as I'm calling this person here, is kind of a composite figure I've made from professional songwriters I've written with over the years, ones I know, successful writers I've studied from a distance, and lessons I've learned from uh, personal experience. So we're just going to dive through about five of these things that the pro knows that you need to know and act upon if you want to be a pro too. So Awesome. All right. Let's dive in. Number one, the pro knows you have to endure. 
So songwriting is like massive rejection, especially in the beginning, but really it never Always. stops. Always. <laughs> Always. So yeah. when you're just getting started, it can seem to take forever just for doors to start opening for you. And when they finally start to open like a crack, it's usually rejection after rejection after rejection on the other side of that. Like, oh, pushes so hard to get this door open. Well, what's behind it? A tiger. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but this is it, right? You know, you get the whole not good enough, keep on writing, dig deeper, what else you got? Eh, it's not quite there for you. Cool, which, by the way, means pass. Mm-hmm. So eventually, those rejections start turning into more open doors somehow, right? You just keep failing up. In a weird way, you have to see it as kind of a success when your songs start getting rejected by people further and further up the ladder. <laughs> like, that's all right. right. I've never been rejected on the fifth floor before. I've never gotten past the floor. Sweet. I never had Tim McGraw reject one of my songs. That's which, exciting. Yeah, which is exactly the story I like to tell about this because it was my <laughs> first month in Nashville, moving here from uh, Arkansas, and I've gotten to know a song plugger named uh, Tracy Jewell and over at RPM Music, who eventually, years later, would become actually a publisher of mine, but this is way before that. And anyway, I was going to go visit her because she's one of like the three people in the business I knew and I played a song for. Her, and uh, she's like, oh, I know this one. I played this for Tim. I'm like, Tim, she's like, McGraw. I'm like, you, you what? She said, I, you know, he passed. <laughs> what, what, I was what, like, what, what? whoa, what? You played it for Tim? <laughs> and Tim McGraw heard my freaking song and I'm just <laughs> moved here. So, I mean, that was further than any of my songs, to my knowledge, had ever gotten before. So that rejection was a victory, and I celebrated it like one. I mean, I was flying high on the way home, just, and it was a pass. Yeah. But I remember driving back over 40 on Demumbrian, you know, back toward the roads, because they were over in Cummins Station at the time, and just being like, wow, he heard my song. <laughs> you yeah. know? And it well, felt I, like I, such how about a victory. This? I, I, how many friends did you have at that point? That had their songs rejected by Tim McGraw. That's a that's a small club. Yeah, you just yeah. entered into a different club. <laughs> it was a different club because probably none of my friends have had a song rejected by Tim McGraw at that point, except for my co-writer on that song. Right, Tim, another Tim, another guy named Tim. That's a cool club. That's a cool. I don't care who you are. That's a cool. Yeah, club it's like all right, all right. You know, I remember one you time you got something good enough that got to Tim. Yeah, exactly. That's, somebody thought it was good enough dude. and that somebody could get it to him and he passed. But you know what? He's passed on a lot of great songs. So, okay, I'll be in that club sure. to start. Yeah. You know, I don't want to stay in that club. But, hey, getting invited into that club, hey, you know. That's the first door. Block. That's the first. That That's the that's the waiting room mm-hmm. to get into the club of people who got cuts by Tim McGraw. Exactly. You got to get in that <laughs> club first, right? That's so, right. So, I mean, I remember when Monday Morning Church, it was the first song I ever got on hold, and it was on hold for Leanne Womack. Um, it was the first hold I ever got. I remember when Aaron Enderlin, my co-writer on it, she told me that Leanne had put it on hold, or Keith Stagall had put it on hold for, for Leanne, and it's of course, super exciting. And and then, eventually, you know, the hold came off, came off hold. But I was like, you know what? It's nice to be held. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's right. It is just it's nice to be held by Mac. Oh, that's, you you know what, I got victories. I, I got I to gotta jump in for a second. So I've, I've been, I told you I've been like hanging a lot with Janelle, you know, we've been mm-hmm. going out and she has a lot of friends in this industry. She used to be a dog breeder. This is so strange, right? Like okay. for these special dogs, they're like white golden retrievers. Okay. okay. So like a high end dog breeder. And so she kind of has a rock star network of all kinds of people the way a rock star would. 
Yeah. I've sold dogs to heads of state. I've sold dogs to people on your hometown street. And she stays in touch with all of them. So she has friends with all these, um, she's friends with all these, all these artists in town. And we've been spending time with Drake White and his wife and, and their circle of people. Aaron Enderlin's name keeps coming up. <laughs> There's been some stuff with some of the writers in there. I keep hearing Aaron Enderlin, and she's just really doing well. And I just thought about that because that's your co-writer on that song. Yeah, and- yeah. She has. She's. Uh, if you like country, you may just like Aaron's stuff. So she has yeah. records out, doing EP, you know, doing projects and stuff, putting stuff out. And so she's super. Talented. She's making it happen. She's making yeah. it happen. Exactly. Right. So. Just shout out to Aaron Enderlin, and and every time I think of that, I I just think of you. Let it makes me smile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's your boy. That's my boy. <laughs> that's right. So, um, talking about endurance. Eventually, if you're one of the fortunate few, one of those no's will turn to a yes every now and then. Not all the time, yeah. but even a yes is often disappointing. Yes, they cut it, but it's on a no-name artist. Oh, yeah, they cut it, uh, but the record never came out. Yeah, mm. they cut it, but it's a bonus track that's almost impossible to find. And I've had like all those things happen to me at least once or twice or mm-hmm. more, you know, and you're like, all right. And you get excited. Then you just kind of deflate a little bit. Somebody used to say, uh, this is years ago. Like, what's the best news you can get in, in, you know, as a songwriter, Brooks and Dunn cut your song. What's the worst yeah. news you can get as a songwriter? Kicks is singing it. <laughs> <'Cause you're> like, <laughs> it's not going to be a single. You know, uh, that is old joke. <laughs> Which uh, anyway, <laughs> that's funny uh, but you know what it, it is just about it is just about consistency man and yeah. and in the sales world where i spent a lot of time mm-hmm. after being an artist it's just a matter of the numbers this sounds cliche but mm-hmm. it's the reality is still the math is is it holds true every no gets you closer to a yes so wear yeah. them like a badge of honor because every time you get one you're one step closer to a yes and then mm-hmm. in this business i will tell you that it's about marquee value. Oh, so you're awesome. doing all this work, you're getting all these no's, you're getting all this stuff happening, but you're building up a catalog, you're building up a storefront with mm-hmm. product that people can go and browse once they become aware of who you are because you end up in the trades, because you get that big cut mm-hmm. that happens. And then all of a sudden, everything else that was passed on now becomes viable, and that's what you're working towards. So it's not yeah. – it's not wasted time. It ain't over after that. No, it just no. means it's not now. It just means not now. It's not now. And, and of course, that's assuming that your product is is good enough. Meet spec, right? You're, right. You know, I, if your songs I'm, I'm, stink, it doesn't matter how many you sling out there. But assuming your songs enough. meet spec, to, 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 then it does somewhat become a numbers. And to yeah. be clear, when I say these things, I'm I'm assuming that you understand the difference between a competitive song and, and, and an amateur song or a right. mediocre song. Yep. It's just that simple. That's right. So, you know, the pro knows you have to be patient. You have to endure. Sure, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get disappointed again and again and again. But you have to keep getting back up. You have to keep all that stuff outside the writing room. You have to keep your head down. You just have to keep working. You just have to, you just got to keep on believing as the, don't stop believing as the old song says, right? Mm-hmm. And, and part of disappointment Let's look at that word, disappointment. I had an appointment, so I thought, and they didn't show up. Now I'm disappointed, mm-hmm. right? Part of it, you just have to realize this is the game. This is the business, is tons of rejection. So I really, I'm really not that disappointed anymore 
it's not because I expect failure or rejection or whatever, but you just, in a way, you kind of do. You expect there to be a lot of it. You expect each pitch to be, have a good chance of success or you wouldn't pitch it. But at the same time, I'm not like surprised when somebody passes. Like, right. oh, I really thought. Sometimes you still pitch and you're like, oh, boy, this is perfect for so-and-so and they'll still pass. And you get a little disappointed, but realizing this is the game. It is going to happen a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can't take it personal. I've got to keep drive on, drive on, just keep going. So that's what the pro knows. You have to endure. You just got to. You know keep what? And it's going. like this: like you, you want to play football, whether it's on a field with your friends in high school, in college, or in the pros. Eighty percent chance you're going to get an injury when you step on the field. Oh. So if you're surprised, I have the knee scars by getting it. hurt. Yeah. You know, like if you don't think you're going to get hurt, well. That's just naive day. You know, like yeah. that's part of the deal. You're in the corporate world right now. I promise you, you got some kind of D bag boss who doesn't get what's going on. It's just in your way. The whole thing. You got to play that game too. That's the game. Yeah. You got to play the game. I mean, this comes, I don't care if you're working at McDonald's or if you're a CEO of a fortune 500 company, there's politics, there's BS mm-hmm. in there's every regulations single game. You don't like. Yeah, There's, it's all. It's somebody's trying to get in your way somewhere, yeah. somehow, and they're trying to charge you for it, and yeah. all this kind of crap. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just part of. It. So get over it. Yeah, you just gotta get go. over I'm it. Not. This is it. This is like, what do you? But what are you doing? At least you're getting the same crap you get at your day job doing something you really love to do. Right. And if you can figure out how to get paid for doing that, that's a better day. That's better work if you exactly. can get it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so that's one. All right, let's get on to number two. Um, number two, the pro knows. This is a relationship business, all right? So the story of a cut is, in many ways, a story of relationships. Like, I knew this guy who knew this producer, blah, blah, blah. Songs travel through relationships. Sure, there might be an oddball story here and there of of Blake Shelton cutting God Gave Me You after you heard Dave Barnes' version on the radio, like listen to CCM radio or something on on satellite. But those are rare, uh, where they somehow come across a song they have to track you down. The seasoned pro knows that you have to have the best chance of success. He needs to have as many good relationships in the business as possible. He wants to have a good song plugger pitching his songs. He wants to know as many producers and A&R people as possible. He wants to know the managers. He wants to know and write with the artist and the artist co-writing buddies. He wants to be buddies with the artist themselves, ultimately, because that's the shortest path to a cut. So, for example, um, I wrote this song called When Your Lips Are So Close, which you can see on the wall behind me here if you're on video. And I wrote it with the producer and the artist. It became mm-hmm. a number one hit in Canada and a single of the year up there. And, and I never would have gotten that a shot at getting on that project if I hadn't known Byron Hill, who was a producer at the time. So Byron and I met years before, probably first time through a Chad Green ASCAP workshop and then later through maybe Carla Wallace at Big Yellow Dog, but maybe over at Major Bob, but we started writing together before my first publishing deal and hit it off and you have just maintained a relationship and and he was having success up in Canada producing Gord. And finally I was like, hey, Byron, I'd really love a shot to write for that record. Is he coming down? You know, I had it kind of working for a while and eventually we got in the room together and we've Byron and Gordon, I wrote three songs over a couple of years or whatever, and all three of them got cut. One of them became number one. But nice. I wouldn't have been in that room if I hadn't known Byron. Right. And that gave me the opportunity. So it is a relationship business. Uh, good relationships also provide two invaluable assets, information and access. 
So like say for the Gord thing, so I got access to Gord through Byron because I just didn't know how to reach out to him or whatever, but Byron's the producer. I know him. So therefore he can play go between. We all get in the room together. The best way for you to come in too, because you come in with some clout, you come in with some credit because Byron suggested you. Yeah. And, and thankfully, I, yeah, exactly. So even Because Byron has had, a relationship with Gord and you don't. Exactly. And so even though I'd had some track record, had some cuts by that point, Monday Morning Church had been a hit. Gord probably knew that one, but still, Byron is the conduit to get into that room. He, you know, was able to fly my flag for me. And he got me in there because he thought I would bring value. Ultimately, he wasn't doing me a favor. He was doing us all a favor. Right. Can I, can I, can I jump in for a second? Yeah. I, I want to point out, like, if you listen to last week's episode where we talked about the one-to-one exchange, uh-huh. even in... And I talked about your kitchen table, three kinds of people. The you know, first category of people at your kitchen table is family and friends. Second category is friends of family and friends. Yeah. Those are referrals, right? Mm-hmm. Those are other people's relationships. So you come with a little bit of clout, a little bit of credit, mm-hmm. but it's very low. You're prepared to love them until yeah. they prove otherwise. But still, there's that moment where we got to can we get along? Do you care yeah. about me too? The way you care about him, that whole dance has to happen before they become a friend to you and mm-hmm. go from the referral friend of a friend to be into the friend category. And this is no different. So when you're talking about relationships, it's still like you have to go in and and sow those seeds and you still have to go in and do that one-to-one exchange mm-hmm. and 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 sell and convince them that hey, I'm here for a reason and we're going to be just fine. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. be that cool. Hey, because even if you're the a good friend of Byron, if you and Gord don't fit yeah. or if your personalities don't jive, mm-hmm. uh, who cares? Yeah, it's not right. It's not work. So it's not just a, it's still all that all that work has to be done. And then I wanted to point out one other thing, too, mm-hmm. is that, you know, what else travels through relationships like songs do in the music industry. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, COVID um, friendship relationships, platonic relationships, uh-huh. romantic relationships, mm-hmm. jobs that you have right now. Mm-hmm. They all travel through relationships. How many yeah. of you listening to this podcast right now have a significant other that was introduced to you by a friend? Oh, yeah. How many my people wife. listen to this podcast right now? There you go. It was my roommate's sister. There you go. How many people are you working at a job right now that you got because a friend hooked you up? Mm-hmm. How many of you have had a job in your past that you got because a friend hooked you up? Maybe you really needed it too. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you were desperate for a job and a friend said, man, I got you like uh, coming and do this, whatever. I don't care what it was. Yeah. Maybe it was a, just a desperate, like bussing tables when you're 18 years old or something, or you need, I need, I need money right now. Help me out. Okay. I'm going to hook you up with this guy. Yeah. He's gonna, boom, boom, boom. This is the way the world works. Yeah. So don't be mad at it. Cause it also works that way. Yeah, you're not going to escape it. It ain't no different. Yeah. You don't like it here. You're not going to like anything else in the world either. So That's all I had to say about that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Not only access, but also information. So Byron working with Gord as a producer, I was like, okay, what do y'all need? Right? Because I'm in the service business. So it doesn't matter what I got. What do you need? Because uh, I want to do my Love homework that. so I can come into this, come into this co-write loaded up with ideas and things that are going to be valuable because I, I want to serve, right? So that's how I'm going to get on that record is serving Gord well and, and Byron well, too. So I'm like, what do y'all need? He's like, well, we're wanting to go kind of in this direction and blah, blah, blah. So he gave me some stuff. And based on that information, 
And it was like, it, we're kind of wanted to pivot a little bit and go a little bit more in the sex year or kind of whatever kind of direction. I can't remember right now how he described it to me, but that's what sent me down the path to looking through my titles and, and going, what can fit into this kind of thing that they're talking about for Gordon? I ran across this title, When Your Lips Are So Close. I'm like, hmm, okay, that could be this kind of thing. And it was just vibing on that and, and came in with some ideas thinking this direction for Gord, which is a little different than what he traditionally had done. It was a little bit of a departure form. Say that it, one more time. I, it was different than what he traditionally had done. I like, I would have not thought this when your lips were so close, if I'd only listened to his records. So this is what's, I want to point this out, like how smart you are, because you went into this right with the mindset of what do you- Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. you need hey climbers welcome to some help that's right we want to turn you on to a professional service by our sponsor better help h-e-l-p betterhelp.com listen as singers songwriters and artists our greatest strength is sometimes our greatest weakness and that is our emotional intensity listen it helps you create great art but it can also torpedo not just your career but your life and we don't want the bad stuff we just want the great art we want your emotions to be a source of help not hurt and that brings us to better help Sorry, guys, it's not a crisis line. This is not a self-help line. This is a professional counseling service that's done securely online. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And as an artist and as somebody who deals with artists, the licensed professional counselors that they have, the stuff they specialize in, I'm going to read you just a quick little list. I've had to deal with all these at one point or another, either myself or with other artists. So this is real stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trouble sleeping. A lot of us have had traumas. 
anger, family conflicts, if LGBTQ matters, grief from loss of something, a loved one maybe. And and just about every artist I know, I don't, I don't think I know one that doesn't secretly have a little self-esteem issue going on. So here's somebody you can talk to. That's right. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. So you don't have to wait long to start talking to somebody. Also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is great. I'm always happy to see that. And the service is available for clients worldwide, meaning you don't have to just find somebody local who understands you, but that you might run into at the grocery store. You can find counselors worldwide. So it doesn't matter where you are. That's right, guys. If you want to dig down a little deeper on this, there's a ton of testimonials that you can research that are on their website at betterhelp.com. And this podcast is just because we want you to win. We don't want this stuff to get in the way of your artist's career. So if this can help, then we want to help you help yourself. So as a climber, you get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash songwriter. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash songwriter. Because you went into this right with the mindset of what do you need? Yeah. I know how to build a house. You know how to build a house. What kind of house you want? We need to know two things. Yeah. What kind of house are we building this time? Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, what style of house are we building? And number two, what part of the house are we working in? Yeah. Like, like right now, like what part of the house are we building? Because uh, if we think about each house as like an album and then all the different rooms are the mm-hmm. songs and the experiences along the way, like what, what part of the house are we in right now? And you, you can only get there if you come in humble and, and trying to serve. If you come in thinking like, I know exactly how to write a Jason Aldean song and they're doing that album that 1984 was on. Whoo, mm-hmm. you're wrong. <laughs> right. Your, 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 your last episode. That was yeah. the last episode. Like, and now you look foolish. I mean, just or it's like you're in with everybody else that's pitching last record stuff. Yep. So I got some some insight, some information that I could I could target my writing, my pre writing more for Gord. And then you know we also wrote some stuff that's more traditional kind of Gord. Those things got on the record, but they weren't the they weren't the big hit single. Uh, and I would have been happy to be on the record, but I was a lot happier to be on the single. Having more relationships in the business, man, just gives a writer more advantages. So therefore, the pro is going to take the time and considers it just a part of doing business to develop relationships with others in the music business. Like it is, it's it's fun, but it's not always fun. But it's part of doing business. It's getting to know people, people you don't know yet, and being intentional about that and valuing relationships. It's not cheating. It's the way business is done. So the pro knows I would, I would, you have to. I, 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 yeah. I want to jump in and say this. Like on that note, if you haven't, and I'm going to do a shameless plug for Brent right now, and this just <laughs> I'm just doing it because it's for real. But right. four times a year, Brent does the 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 play for publisher thing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 twenty five bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a hundred dollars a year to get four opportunities to create a relationship that you don't have yet. Yeah. Or a twenty five dollar a quarter education or a hundred dollar a year education on why don't you have it yet? Like because because mm-hmm. you know it could be just that your song doesn't fit this particular publisher and it's great and it's competitive. Right. But it it could also be. Well, maybe the bar's a little higher than you thought. And you get to watch that. You get to sit in on that. You get to hear what it's like and you get to do it. And it's 
the more relationships you can create, the more you're going to stack the deck in your favor. It just takes that one song to begin to create that relationship. And then if you're doing your job and you're consistent mm-hmm. and you're networking and you're staying in touch with that person, you're trying to add value to that person, then this is how that works. You know, this is nothing to be afraid of. And for the, some of the emails that I see that you get it from time to time, like, Oh, 25 bucks. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I should have just sent Byron fricking to your house and told them you were a rock star and just, Hey, I'm going to pay money. I'm going to fly this guy out to your place. We're going to put him up in a hotel by you just so you guys can hang because I know you're worth it. Like what? Yeah. I I, I can barely pay for my own kids. I don't need to pay. I don't need to take on a lot of extra kids. Monday night, so we're recording this on a Wednesday, but just uh, Monday night we had we did have the latest edition event of the Play for Publisher, and this is part of like where relationship comes in. So there's a, there's a, a guy in the community, Patrick Dodge. So Patrick K, if you're listening, so he's he's pretty consistently at these things. He's a consistently good writer, always sends in good stuff. One of his made into the top tens song that. Uh, it's a Christian song. So we had country and Christian in this. I was with Stacy Wilbur from Tim Publishing. And mm-hmm. anyway, good song. That's why I made it through. And so we're on this Zoom video call. So I'm like playing matchmaker, right? So I'm introducing, hey, and I think she might have already known Patrick. I think maybe they bumped into each other before. But this is that frequency, right? And mm-hmm. so anyway, we're in this meeting. I play the song. I'm like, here's Patrick. Here's his awesome song. And and part of she's like, oh, the, you know, this demo leans more like Southern. But I could also with that lyric, I could hear that going CCM. Maybe, you know, do you have another version of the demo that could be He's like, yeah, we did this one a little more Southern leaning. And and so I was able to go, well, Patrick, if you have that other demo, get it to me and I'll get it to her. Mm-hmm. If he had just sent it in, you don't get that kind of feedback. You don't get that kind of response. Like, oh, oh, could you maybe is there a version that does a little bit more of this? He wouldn't mm-hmm. know that it would just be maybe a pass or maybe she'd keep and listen to it a little bit or whatever. But that's you the, wouldn't know the that you wouldn't know the nuance of it. You wouldn't know the, the nuance, nuance of it. it. Most likely you're not going to hear anything back, even if they yeah. pitch it or are interested and live with it and are really considering it. You, you don't know. And so that's the value of kind of relationship. Like I could be yep. the he might have already known her a little bit. He's probably run into her. But definitely in that context, I was the I was able to kind of do the warm handoff. Hey, meet so and so. So, so far, pro knows you have to endure and pro knows that it's a relationship business. Number three, the pro knows you have to be disciplined. Here's Mm -hmm. the deal. Nobody's looking over your shoulder. Nobody's going to make you write a song. Uh, The pro knows that he or she has to sit down with the song even when they don't feel inspired at first. Because the pro knows you don't wait for inspiration. You go out in search of it. So rewriting can be a chore. Right. Sometimes, you know, your song is almost right, but you can't quite put your finger on what's not quite hitting on all cylinders. That last bit of polish might be the most difficult, but that's where you get the best shine out of it. Or maybe you really like your song, but your publisher thinks you need to take another look at it. And that's not always fun. Right. That's usually not fun when you came in feeling good about it. And then somebody's like, well, I'll take a look at that second verse because I think there's something here. And like, crap. But you know what? From personal experience, I've seen a lot of my songs get better because I was challenged by a publisher to go back in and just dig a little deeper, find something that we missed or whatever. And the pro is going to do the work because the pro knows 90% awesome is makes you zero money. <laughs> you know, like you got to, I mean, that's your only chance is getting as good as you can. And we talked about networking. Not every songwriter loves to go out to writer's nights or industry events or whatever and network. 
a lot of people don't like that. They're, they'd rather be home on the couch. They'd rather be out writing a song. They'd rather be whatever, just going having a beer and a pizza. And I'm sure that there's not a writer out there who loves to sit across from a producer or A&R rep and have them turn off their best song halfway through the chorus. Mm. The pro does those things anyway. They do the difficult things because they know they have to be disciplined to have sustained success. It's doing the things that you, it doesn't take a lot of discipline to do the things that are fun. You know, although ironically, it can't take a lot of discipline to sit down to write, which ends up being fun. And that's your favorite thing to do, but it can be really hard to sit down to start it. But it's definitely hard for some people to go out and reach out to somebody they don't know to make a relationship, start building that, that uncertainty, that putting yourself out there. Pro knows you got to do it. So being disciplined means taking the time to take a step back from the fun and busyness of writing, co-writing, demoing, all that fun stuff to do an honest evaluation of your songwriting business. That takes discipline to do that. So Because there's a difference between working in your business and working on your business. Working in your business includes the writing, the demoing, and that's the fun stuff. Working on your business might include looking at your co-writers and going, okay, is this the best crew I can be running with? Do I need to maybe some of these people are, are drag on the system here. Mm-hmm. I need to offload them because they're, they're poison, they're toxic, or they're just not working hard. And, and what can, who can I replace them with? And that sounds cold, but it's business, you know? And how can yeah. I get my, a stronger team? So maybe it's working on your business might include deciding, you know what? I don't write that many up-tempo positive love songs. I need to make a constant concerted effort to do this and make myself a note in my on my guitar, sticky note on my guitar, whatever, right tempo. Stupid. Make yourself a, a note on your thermos, your coffee on thermos. Your thermos. That's right how this, I met that. Brent Baxter, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We were cutting one of your songs. Kelly and I were cutting one of your uh-huh. songs and you show up to the studio and I just happened to be walking out in the parking lot and I met you and I'm like, oh, it's Brent. And I'm like a little kind of, be cool. Be cool. Hit songwriter. Be cool. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be my coolest self. I'm not even lying. I'm just like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, Hey dude. And, and we just get into this conversation and just a really pleasant conversation, getting to know one another. Uh-huh. And, and I just keep kind of looking off. I'm trying not to be like stare at it, but there's something written on his like freaking coffee, coffee thermos. Yeah. yeah. And it's like one, two and three. So it's numbered. Uh-huh. I think, wasn't it? I believe so. So it's one of those, like, if you ever seen the, uh, the Steve Martin movie, uh, Roseanne with the big nose, like, you just can't yeah. stop Roxanne, looking at yeah. it. You know, yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. That's right. And I just keep, I just keep looking at it. And then I'm pretty sure, like, I'm getting busted looking at it like, by you. <laughs> so I'm looking, like, really weird. And then I'm like, okay, look, I, w- what's with the coffee mug? Like, what's yeah. with the coffee thermos? What's on there? And you said what? Uh, it, was, it was a note to self. It was like, write this, not that. It was right. Tempo, positive, love, in the moment. I can't remember what all they were, but it was. I remember I'm, the story was you you had at some point in the not so distant past, mm-hmm. you would have had a meeting with a publisher who was like, I think that these are knockdown, drag out, smash hits in the 1990s. In the, in the 90s. And this is like <laughs> this was 2012. Not the 90s. This is like 2012. And you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and just had to remind myself and go and do the homework. Uh, which was not fun to do, but you know what is a perfect segue into point number four, which is the pro knows you must always seek to improve and stay relevant. So perfect segue. Yeah. So yeah, because I I got challenged with that. 
uh, going, look what's getting cut today, how they speak, just the language, how the lyrics are constructed. And I was challenged to do that. And, and I went and did the homework. I had a good buddy going like, oh, you don't know what he's talking about. You're a great writer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm going to do the work because I'm not getting the results I, I want to get. I'm not getting as many cuts as I want. I'm not getting all the love I want. So there is room for improvement. It's not. And all, by the yeah. way, it's not a bad skill to have it. Just because you learn the skill doesn't mean you got to use it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go look and study on what has actually ended up on people's records. And that's what eventually became what's part of the Songwriting Pro membership community now, our Artist Insight Reports. That was the first versions of that I was doing for myself to go, what are people actually cutting? What is actually getting on their records? Not what songs do I love by Tony Lane or what songs do I feel the best about for my own stuff? Mm-hmm. What stuff is actually getting cut? Like, yeah, that, what is actually where I want to be? And, you know, you start looking through there and going, wow, okay, they're not they're not doing the three-act plays anymore. They're not doing the kind of silly songs. In the 90s, you could get away with like an achy, breaky heart. Don't tell mm-hmm. my heart, my achy, breaky. It's just kind of silly, right? Or sold That's by John my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, Colin Ray. You can get some of that stuff cut in the 90s. It was cool. Or you could be like super sensitive guy mm. with your Vince skills, your... A lot of those melodies like Back Brian Colin White, Ray. Colin Ray, yeah. Doug Stone. I mean, you could have a lot of like real sensitive dudes. And it was cool in the 90s. I love that stuff. At that time, 2012, I was like, dudes aren't doing that. They're not doing the kind of the silliness and they aren't doing all this stuff. It's rare. And so just looking at going, wow, this is not the 90s anymore. And applying that. And I had to make myself a note on a coffee mug <laughs> that I was carrying to row every day going, write this, not that just to remind myself or the co-writers, they might ask about it too. So you're just having that conversation and keeping it. What are we writing today? Well, let's write something that has, we got all these ideas. Let's just write something we think is going to be more relevant Yeah, to the proceedings. But at the same time, a song like Crickets did get cut by Joe Nichols, which is more that kind of old school. It's kind of silly. It's self-deprecating a little bit. It's definitely country. And this was written probably right around that time or maybe before, like when we met trying to think when that Joe record came out, but that was an important thing too, for my career, you know, to have a title track on Joe Nichols. And so I think the pro knows it's wise to diversify your portfolio, not just do the one thing. Like I do stone cold country ballads. Okay. But even if it's like, I do country music with, EDM beats or whatever. You like we want to diversify the portfolio because the market's always changing. Just like it's not the nineties anymore. It's not the early two thousands anymore. It's not two thousand tens. Two thousand tens anymore. <laughs> it is moving and changing. And we need to we need to keep up and try to stay ahead of the curve. If you're trying to surf, you're on that front edge of that wave is where yeah. it gets best. If you're on the back end, you kind of miss the ride. It's not fun. If you're on the top, you know, whatever, you you know, too far out in front, you get just walloped. But right. it's that, that kind of leading edge that we're, we're trying to get to. And the fun of that, too, is knowing that different artists, there are all these different waves coming. You know, a John Party, what's next for him is not what's next for Florida Georgia Line. Right. Or what's next for Sam Hunt or Dan and Shay, like they're in different places. So there, there's a place for that country stuff. And there's a place for the more pop stuff. And I want to write some of all that. Also seeking to stay relevant is I've been writing more Southern gospel, like doors open where I had relationships going back to the relationships things. Like where do I have relationships that can 
where I can provide value and maybe we can all get value from this. And we can all win. Like, oh, look at my buddy Jason talks over there. who's killing it in Southern Gospel. Uh, I love Jesus. So let's see if I can connect with him and do some writing. Just, hey, there you go. May, may I come in? <laughs> Knock on the door politely. Mm-hmm. And, and he got me, him, and Kenna West in the room together. And we've had several cuts and two number ones together in that world. And that helps me stay relevant. It's a different market. But if you're just talking to writers, hey, what you up to? Oh, I just had this thing. And you all start career vomiting on each other. And that gives you something to talk about. Yeah. And it, that, and it helps you endure as well. A number one in Southern isn't the same financial re- return as a number one in country by any means. But it's it's cut. Still a number one. It's number one. It on the radio. The it not can, number one in Kalamazoo on freaking Reverb Nation. There we go. It's number yeah. one on the radio. Yeah. And it, it helps me endure. It helps me, you know, it's artistically fulfilling because I get to diversify and not do the same thing every day. So it keeps me from being bored. And validating. It's validating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look bad when you can say, oh, you know, he's written this many number ones in his career. That yep. doesn't hurt either. Again, you want to Amen. keep on improving. You want to keep challenging your skills. You want to keep an eye on them. I've I've heard uh, publishers say, you can write yourself into this business and you can write yourself out of it. Meaning <laughs> you write yourself into it by doing the scene that's cool and different. And then you write yourself out of it because you don't adapt and the, the wave moves on and you're not staying on top of it. And now you're still writing stuff that's sounds like it's 10 or 20 years old and it's not relevant anymore and you're not changing and not adapting. I'm sorry. These are great, but this is not what, this is not what's getting cut these days. So you wrote yourself right out of the business again. Yep. And you got to stay on it and, and really work. Uh, Some great examples, Bobby Braddock, hall of fame songwriter. He wrote arguably the greatest country song of all time. He stopped loving her today. That was a Bobby Mm. Braddock song, right? So classic country, CMA like song of the year two years in a row, but Bobby hasn't. I was literally that's crazy. But Bobby hasn't spent the last you know several decades since then trying to write another version of He Stopped Loving Her Today. In fact, he wrote I Want to Talk About Me, Want to Talk About I for Toby Keith, like a rappy love it or hate it song that was a hit for Toby. He wrote uh, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy for Billy Carrington. I love that song. And so it's hard to imagine some of these songs coming from the same planet, let alone from the same brain. But that's what Bobby Braddock has done. He's not everything he writes is, I'm sure, going to sound completely current, you know, but man, he's meant to stay relevant for decades. You know, if you're, yeah, hold on a second. If you're talking, like, this just occurred to me. Think about health, your health. Yeah. Like your your digestive health and your and your physical health, right? Mm-hmm. It, too much of any one thing only is a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. little meat good. If all you eat is meat, that's bad. Yeah, salad is good. If all you eat is salad, that's bad. Where's your meat twelve coming from? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're working out and you're just like, I'm a bicep guy, and you, all you do is biceps, and you've got guns like big guns, but no yeah. tries. You've got right. no legs. You've got no abs. You've got, I mean, everything else is just falling apart. Yeah. But your buys are awesome. Not healthy. Well, it's not healthy. I right. mean, look at, you're going to cause problems, right? You're literally going to cause problems yeah. with your body because you got these stronger muscles. They're going to have more tension. They're going to be pulling ligaments and stuff one way mm-hmm. and it's going to be hurt. And so 
why, 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 why wouldn't you want to be well-rounded? Why wouldn't you want to be, when you're doing a healthy lifting schedule, you're, 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 you're working on your chest and mm-hmm. an, another lifting day, you're working on your back and then you're working on buys and tries and then you're working on your legs and you're just sort of rotating around on these body parts to get everything kind of all dialed in together mm-hmm. and, and healthy and, and balanced, you Makes know, a nice body of work. So I feel like yeah. when songwriters just would cut down, I'm guilty of doing this when I was an artist. So I get the, the mindset of like, well, this is what we write. We don't write that. Mm-hmm. Fuck, those guys suck. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. No, that's what's really, especially like it, it, it's stupid when an artist does it, but I'm the artist. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really stupid when somebody's trying to sell something to an artist mm-hmm. And then they're telling them what they are and aren't going to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, smart. like, why wouldn't you want to have all of that? I mean, Jamie Johnson wrote in color and he also wrote honky donk, but honky donk. Okay. Best story <laughs> on that. I yeah. just heard from Stacy Wilbur, who's in the room when it got pitched. She told this at the uh, play for publisher thing. This was great. So honky donk, but donk, donk. It was a big old hit for Trace Atkins and people hated it. And it was a big old hit. Right. And people loved it. Yeah. She was part of a pluggers group who was meeting with the, I don't know if it was maybe the label and they, you know, playing their songs that they're aiming for trace, trace isn't there, but they're playing for the label. And then at the, at the last one, they'd gotten together ahead of time and said, we're going to play this Jamie Johnson song as a total joke, total (laughs) joke. Because we're just going to play it straight, like yeah, this is this is for Trace, and, and then they're going to lead into it with "We got this killer great Jamie Johnson song," and you're thinking in color, and you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is I can't yeah. wait to hear this. this is going to be awesome." Trace, and to get the feels, honky tonk with donk a donk, and then it's going to be hilarious to watch the look on the A&R person's face. So they played it total joke, and the A&R person's like, "This is awesome. He's going to love this. Thank you, oh, man. What a one to go out on." And they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> jaws yeah, on the ground. Right. Like, yeah. what? I mean, we knew, we knew that's why we put that. <laughs> that's awesome. And then of course he goes and has a big old hit with it. And it was playing as a joke, so, but it was compelling. That's an awesome story, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I've never heard that before. That's awesome. But you know, Hey, diversified the portfolio. It wasn't all in color. Yeah. Um, doesn't happen. Doesn't crazy. happen if he wasn't willing to. Branch out and do something campy. And do something. And, and, you know, they're just having fun. They were just laughing their butts off writing that song. Yeah, they're laughing yeah. their badonkadonks off. Right now, <laughs> just having a fun day. But they're, you know, but if you're a really good writer, it's going to be well written. And then it has yeah. a chance. And it's just a matter of do people want that flavor or not. Um, another good example. And who's going to sell it? What artist is going to sell it? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and he probably never expected to get cut because it got pitched as a joke. There we mm-hmm. go. But it was compelling. That's why I got pitched. Another good example is Whisper and Bill Anderson. Man, Bill started out as an artist like in the 60s, maybe. And he's transitioned into a Hall of Fame songwriter. I mean, he's written number one singles every decade since like the 60s. Mm. I'm pretty sure he had wow. one in the 2010s. He wrote Whiskey Lullaby for Brad Paisley and Alison Krauss. Oh. He wrote, I mean, Love he's song. written so much stuff. He's written so much stuff. I think he was on Give It Away for Straight. Speaking of uh, Jamie Just Johnson. give it away. I think yeah. he was on Give It Away. I mean, for years. I mean, would have a number one in all these decades. Because yeah. the stuff. Just gets in and plays in the sandbox. Go play in the sandbox. Exactly. He'd learn, adapt, and be like, and he's not like, that's not how we did in the 1960s. It's like 2010. 
right? He's yeah. not <laughs> I hope not. That. I hope it ain't the way we're doing it in the 1960s. Exactly. going to get on the air. So he's adapted. And so, hey, if he and Bobby Braddock, they were already rocking. If they're willing to grow and adapt and learn and not hate on everything because it's different, then what right do I have to hate on stuff and not try yep. something new? Because right. I don't have the track record they did when they were adapting because they were always adapting. It's art. It changes. Sorry. Last one here because I know we're getting long. Number five, the pro knows it is not your job to write songs. It is your job to write songs that monetize. A songwriter can write all the songs in the world, but if those songs don't make enough money, you're going to be back waiting tables. You're going to be back selling cars. I'll be back in that grease truck. I, I wore my BHT hat today, my uh. old school hat from an old day job I had. It's like as sometimes I wear that as a reminder, you got to get some cuts because you do not want to go back to that, right? This is what life used to look like. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> to be a pro, your songs have to make money. Now, I've talked before about internal pros and external pros. So we're talking about external pro, like getting the gig and keeping the gig. It's a subtle but profound difference in mindset between like my job is to write songs and my job is to write money-making songs. Those are going to lead you to different choices on a day-to-day basis. It's going to remind you like I need to do the the uncomfortable things of networking, of plugging my songs, all that stuff. Like there's a big difference between the quarterback. Johnny, which quarterback do you want on your team? The one who believes it is my job to throw passes or the one who believes it is my job to throw passes that move us down the field into the end zone. End zone, down the field, into the end zone. Right. So if a quarterback is just thinking his job is to throw passes, he's measuring his success way too early. Throwing passes is part of the ultimate success, which is move down the field, get touchdowns, score points. But if you just go, my job is to throw passes. I threw a pass. Success. The dude, it was incomplete. It ended up in the grass. Or that was intercepted. They just scored pick six. They just scored on you. Well, my job is to throw passes. Did my job. I don't want that guy on the field for my team. I want him on the field for the other team. You know, yeah. you bet your mindset. My job is just to throw passes. You're going to end up riding the pine. You'll be down to yep. the lonely end of the bench by the kicker. If you're if you think your job is just to throw passes, our job is not yep. to throw passes. Our job is to throw passes that move the ball down the field. Because not every pass is going to be a touchdown. Not every song you write is going to be a hit. But the job is like move us down the field till we get into that end zone. That's the goal. Get the ball into the end zone. You had to use that reference today, didn't you, you jerk? What? Did something happen there in Rogers? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't heard yet. You haven't heard? No. Oh, this I, at lunch yesterday, I'm looking at the TV, and I'm like, what the actual F? Like, whoa! Turn down. Well, you know, there's been drama at the Packers yeah. with him where he hates the GM and he's just like, he, he doesn't like the way they're treating him mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, and so they gave him like this massive uh, two-year contract extension that okay. would have kept him in. Uh, he's contracted now through 2023. This contract extension would have been – and this, he's been asking for trades, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and this contract would have kept him for five more years and it would have made him uh, once again the highest paid – NFL player mm-hmm. turns it down. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Sorry. Turned it down. I'm just like, I'm sorry, a little panic mode. You just brought that out. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But sorry, I'm just, sorry about that, I'm, Johnny. I would have signed You gave me that. the feels. Had I known. <laughs> had I known. No, I need a drink. Sorry. <laughs> um, but on the bright side, Bobby Portis won a ring last night with the Milwaukee Bucks. And Portis yes, is a razor. That was great. super. So I was happy 50 for years. Arkansas. 
And, 50 uh, years, 50 so, years. Yeah. You just need some points so in your life. That's so cool. So uh, anyway, so get wrapping yeah, this brewers, up. Brewers are number one. Brewers are number one right now. Brewers are leading the division. So oh, that's that, cool too. Hey, that part of the world is doing all right. Okay, so knowing that your job is to write songs that can make some money is going to affect which song ideas you write, who you write it with, the creative choices along the way writing those songs. Like, do we put the F word in this song or not? Dude, I'm trying to get on the radio here. No, I'm not going to put the F word in the song, right? Uh, It also affects what you do after you write the song, which, you know, some of which we're going to talk about next time because the pro knows a lot more. Uh, But this is what we have time for because we're coming up on an hour. Just to recap real quick. So the pro knows you have to endure. The pro knows it is a relationship business. The pro knows you have to be disciplined. The pro knows you must always seek to improve and stay relevant. And the pro knows it is not your job to write songs. It is your job to write songs that monetize, that make money. Think on those things and don't just think about it. Do something about it. Don't just be hearers of this. Be doers. But that's what I got today. Except, uh, All right. you know, a little a little happy prize for happy sitting prize. through almost, uh, almost an hour of this. So... And some of y'all know I, I host uh, the Songwriting Pro community at songwritingpro.com. We have a members area. We have, uh, I don't know, a ton of hours of, of content to help songwriters, you know, write like a pro, do business like a pro, and connect to the pros. And uh, that's all kind of behind the wall. You have to be a member to get access to that stuff. But I've taken a little, little bit of that, uh, a little bit, which is like over five hours of content and made it available so you can check it out if you want to without joining the membership. It's like a sneak preview is a little appetizer uh, for the songwriting pro community. We have interviews with, you know, hall of fame songwriters, song of the year, songwriters, uh, hit producers, publishers, all that kind of stuff. You can get access to that at songwritingpro.com slash preview. That is songwritingpro.com slash preview. It's free. Just you sign up for it so we can send you the access link for it. And you can check out over five hours of stuff from the pros to help you know what the pros know, help you get in their mind, know what they're thinking about, how they think about it. So you can have that kind of success, hopefully. So that's it. It's my gift. That's a free education, people. If you don't just go get that, I don't I don't. I don't even know why you're listening to us right now, but um, (laughs) (laughs) why spend the time? Uh, Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community. Subscribe or follow the podcast, depending on what platform you're on. Leave a rating review and tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 